and welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people and visit the places behind the stories in American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Margaret Dunning may be 102 years old, but I think most of us would find it hard keeping up with her. In a recent issue of our magazine, this remarkable lady was featured for her participation in a classic car event with her 1930 Packard 740 Roadster. In this second part of our extended interview, Margaret relates what it was like to travel on the original American highways when there were more horses than horseless carriages. But her most remarkable journey was the one she took when she was 12 years old. You don't want to miss that story. But first, here's a friendly invitation from the state of Louisiana. In Louisiana, a main street can be off the beaten path. It's a place where you'll find fewer people and more personalities. And you only have to meet one character to become a part of the story. Our state is more than Mardi Gras. It's a collection of downtown communities built by passionate people with something to share. This November, discover the art, music, and food of Louisiana's Main Street communities. It's your chance to meet the people that make our state's downtown areas great. Remember November and learn more at LouisianaMainToMain.org. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk and to a very special person who is our guest today. Her name is Margaret Dunning, and she lives in suburban Detroit, Michigan. And she is a very special lady in a couple of ways and certainly well-connected to the historic American Road. Now, Margaret, tell me something. Our magazine followed things like the Lincoln Highway and the National Highway. Oh, yes, and Route 66. You yes. Bet. Did you, have you had a chance to drive those in your long experience? Uh, I have driven a lot on 66. Not not the whole length, but I have driven parts of it quite consistently. Were you around when they were developing some of those highways? No, the early oh, days? Yeah. Oh, yes. And the early road maps, I just love them that they'll say, go down to um, the house with the brown shutters and turn right, <laughs> or go down to the field that uh, is... Uh, well, blaze with uh, sunflowers. Now, how are you going to do that in January and February? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was not turn-by-turn directions, I understand. So- oh, no. <laughs> I also know in those days the automobile was promoted, but it was a necessity to have a team of horses someplace in the neighborhood so they could be brought out of their bad roads. <laughs> What was it like driving on some of those early highways, you know, the early stretches of the National Highway or Lincoln Highway or Route 66? They they were lonely places, hmm. very lonely strips of land in between. When you traveled them, did you dare travel them alone or did you have to travel with companions or, you know, with camping well, equipment? Well, my, my mother was with me quite frequently on trips. Well, in those early days of traveling those highways, where did you stay? Uh, there well, shortly after we started, uh, they became uh, very popular to have uh, houses along the road, would say, uh, rooms, rooms, rooms. And uh, they were trying to take away from the first-year motel oh, yes, type thing. Right. And yes, and there were many, many of those little early motels that were being put up. What was one of your greatest adventures on the road? I think the... Um, the adventures in the National Park were very interesting because that brought you into an early cabin type thing. That you, um, um, if you stayed overnight, you uh, had a little stove in there and you had to have a wood fire in the morning to get warm. It was so cool. Now, tell me something about fuel. I know that you know we take for granted having gas stations everywhere, but in, in those early days, and we're talking 
what, maybe the 1920s or earlier than that? Well, we can talk earlier than that. Okay. That was a peculiar thing. Some of the ga- gas was only put out in cans in front of a, a store that they had gasoline. And it, was, it wasn't in quantities. It might be a five-gallon can, and they poured from that into your container, your half-gallon or mm-hmm. gallon of gas that you needed. How did you get from one place to another then? That sounds like a pretty dicey deal. Well, the the main thing were poor tires. Oh, that was your downfall. How many stops are you going to have during the day with tire trouble? The road conditions would have been pretty rough. The road conditions were terrible, but the tires were worse. They were (laughs) terrible. I don't know but what they had it right on most of the early trucks and I guess on a few of the very early, early cars, they had hard rubber tires. Oh, yes, that's right. Better bumps. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like regular buckboard, I bet. Well, it, it, it definitely was. Were you unique as a young woman adventuring in a vehicle then? Wasn't it mostly a man's sport? Well, the, I know that the, the, some of the places we would stop and they'd say, are you two women just alone or... No, yes. Well, how do you get along? Well, I changed my own tires and everything. I had to. I was forced to. Now, how old would you have been about that time when you were doing your first travels? Well, I went to the Upper Peninsula, I think, when I was 12 years old in a Model T Ford. And I don't remember. I think I only had four, four times I had to change tires. No, wait a minute. You were 12 years old and driving? Oh, sure. Yeah, I have cheated a little bit on my license. <laughs> I might just as well admit it. <laughs> nobody, nobody will write you a ticket. They'd give you a certificate for that. <laughs> well, um, I, I kind of had a little pre- pressure. My mother was a widow, and she didn't drive, so oh. that gave a little bit of pressure. Margaret, let me frame that for our listeners. At 12 years old, you drove in the state of Michigan from the bottom end of the state of Michigan. At that point, you would have had to drive around Wisconsin, didn't you, to get to the Upper Peninsula? No, we drove went through the straits up there and went up to Houghton, Michigan in the, in the Upper Peninsula. I had man up there. I got you. Oh, I see. Oh, I and then, then we came back through Chicago, then home. Oh, my goodness. That's incredible. And this is at 12 years of age? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> no oh, wonder, yes. No wonder. Oh, I thought, I, thought I was Bar- Barney Oakley by that time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You continue now through these years still being uh, an avid driver, and this is why you want to be behind the wheel. And you've chosen a stick shift over a, over an automatic, and you like having that feel of the vehicle in your control. Oh, I, I, lo- I love to uh, change gears. That's, that's fun. Well, I know that you are going to be a very special part of this uh, 25th anniversary Ion Design. It's to benefit a, a wonderful organization in Detroit area that helps uh, people with their vision. And that's oh, it is so important. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing to have people that are that interested and that dedicated. It's called the Detroit Institute of Ophthalmology, and uh, they are the sponsors of the Eyes and, on Design, rather, which is a, a wonderful display of cars from all different eras. And you 
are kind of represent the bookend on that experience from the very earliest days until the most recent days. Well, I've had a wonderful surprise. I went to Keels and Wheels this year down in Houston, Texas, and they were so nice to me down there that I just feel very beholden to them. Did you drive down there? Oh, no. I sent the car by uh, trailer. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be concerned that you wouldn't make it. I'd be concerned the car wouldn't make it. No, I think the car would make it, make it, but the old lady's getting a little bit. Armstrong steering is getting a little bit harder each year. It was aptly named, wasn't it, Armstrong? Yes, you've got to have a couple of pretty good arms to uh, remember that there's no help whatsoever from the engine from that, and if you're. Uh, vehicle is under motion. It's not too bad, but the minute you try to operate that from a standing position, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're in trouble. You really have to start the vehicle in some kind of motion in order to be able to get any kind of leverage on the wheel. That is correct. Margaret, this has been a delight talking with you. And I, Margaret Dunning has been our guest here. Uh, she's from Plymouth, Michigan, which is in suburban Detroit. And a very special lady coming up on 102 years of age. And she's going to be demonstrating her 1930 Packard 740 Roadster at an, organ, at a, an event called Eyes on Design in uh, suburban Detroit. Margaret, God bless you. Well, thank you, Mr. Rowan. I appreciate that very much. And you have been just a marvelous um, old sampler of the great American road that we love so much in our magazine. And I know our listeners are going to enjoy listening to you as well. Well, I have enjoyed practically every mile of the way. <laughs> Good. And, Even the bad. I, I, I just say, keep that road open and let, let me through. I love it. Thank you so much, Margaret, for being with us. You're very welcome. You know, American Road Magazine just celebrated an important milestone. Ten years of beautiful pictures, engaging stories, and color tours along America's heritage byways. During that decade, our magazine has not only grown in subscribers, but in the ways that people like you can enjoy the magazine's contents in new ways. So if you like these podcasts, then you're just the person who should subscribe to the digital edition of our magazine. Just visit AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on the Preview Our Magazine icon. You'll get a sample of the most recent digital edition and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on the homepage, check out all of the other features like our blogs, trip itineraries, special deals, sweepstakes, and so much more. (laughs) You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Till we meet again on the American Road for another Trip Talk, I'm your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.